0: Hello, and welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled, family-focused church that's in Lakeville, Minnesota. In a moment, you'll be able to hear a sermon from one of our pastors. We hope that you enjoy and grow closer to God through these messages. And now, for a sermon from Pastor Vicente Perez. Good morning, Celebration. How are you? Good morning. Welcome.
1: Welcome to uh, Celebration. Thank you for being here today. And welcome to those who are watching online. Thank you for joining in. It is quite a blessing to have you be a part of our church family. Hopefully next time it's here in person. We're praying for that. And uh, yes, I'm Pastor Vicente. I'm the uh, Hispanic, of course, Uh, Prayer and Missions Pastor here at Celebration. And Pastor Dan was talking about Uh, Our lead pastor, Pastor Derek. And yes, oh, how much he would love to be here right now. Not just because he loves preaching, he loves bringing the word of God, but because he cannot wait, I'm sure, to share what happened in Tanzania and the presence of God that came upon that place. He's going to share, I'm sure, about that. So you don't want to miss next Sunday here at Celebration. My prayer today is that, number one, the Lord is exalted is magnified, but also that our hearts are touched, are touched by what touches God's heart, and somehow we are changed, we're transformed by what he has for us today. Um, Human history, as we know, uh, really began in the Garden of Eden, began with Adam and Eve, basically a bride and a bride man, bridegroom, um who came together and became one according to uh, genesis 2:24. that's the beginning but the end of history as we know it as we understand it here on earth is actually going to end with yet another wedding a wedding where the bride is going to be given to the lord jesus for all eternity a prepared bride and that's what revelation 197 talks about so today we're going to be talking about the bride of christ um when we talk about the bride clearly we refer to the church the body of christ you and me yes we are a bride and yes we're going to be married to a bridegroom who is our lord our savior our bridegroom and uh, the question is, because sometimes when you go, don't you, when you go to weddings, you say, oh, I wonder if they're ready. Is she ready? Is he ready? Were they ready? You know, you wonder, that. you know, did not have the money? They have the whatever. Um, so the question really is, are we ready? Are you and I, as the bride, ready? Is she ready? Is the title of my message today. Um, I'm going to have you stand up. Yes, because otherwise Pastor Derek will say, well, why didn't you want to have them stand up? It's normal here at celebration that when we read the word, we stand up, at least the, the passage for that day. So if you go with me to Revelation 19, verses 7 through 9, Revelation 19, verses 7 through 9, I believe it's going to be on the board, but you guys can also follow. Um, the word of God reads, Let us rejoice, oh. This is fantastic. Let her rejoice and be glad and give him glory. Ooh, Jesus. For the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself fine linen. Bright and clean was given her to wear. Fine linen, and this is important, fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people righteous acts of you and me then the angel this is john angel said to me can you hear me well all right the angel said to me write this blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the lamb and he added these are the true words of god these are the words of god So, Father, today we come to you just wanting your word to change us. If not you, then who? In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The true words of God, meaning I'm hoping, I'm believing, I am bringing the word from the Lord, not so much the the word from Vicente Perez. My word is cool, fine, but it's not life-changing. His is. When we talk, I mean they agree, yeah. My words not. Okay. <laughs> we talk about the bride of Christ referring really to the church, the church or the body of Christ. Now, why do we talk about a bride? We talk about a bride because we are a bride and there is a bride. Because there is a bridegroom, there is a bride, and that's you and me. So when we talk about this, it's not so much about the bride. It's all about the bridegroom. The message, the essence of the message here is our intimacy. Intimacy with the Lord. It's when we seek out his heart. That's the message that the Lord wants to present us with. And he, Jesus, who is love, right? Jesus is love? Okay, apparently. You need to be told that Jesus is love. Uh, He doesn't just want us to feel loved. I mean, he does, but that's not the only thing. He actually wants to walk hand by hand or hand to hand with us. He wants a partnership with us where he is absolutely fully committed to you and me and where he wants us to to be absolutely and fully committed to him. That's what he wants. Now, he has done his part. He already has done this part. He continues to do this. And he will do, by the way, he will do this for all eternity. Our passage today, Revelation 19, actually is the essence, I believe, is the core of our faith. Why do I say that? Because... It, it is written as if it, it had already happened, right? That's how we read it, all right? Even though it's found in Revelation and we know it's yet to come because God is, or time is in God's hands, not in ours. But when we actually see this happen and when we experience this, we're going to say, ah, uh-huh. yes, the Father was right. He wanted us not just to be creation. He wants us to be, number one, his children, his sons and daughters. But he also wants us to be the bride. He wants us to be committed to his son and to be given to the son for all eternity. Also, we realize that the Holy Spirit is absolutely involved. He actually brings everything to conclusion. But we also realize in this package, or in this package, passage, passage, I'm from Colombia. Anybody from Colombia? There is somebody from Colombia. Anybody else? All right. Thank you, Colombians, for supporting me today. <laughs> in this passage also, we understand that the church, you and I, are going to occupy, we're going to take our righteous place in history with the Lord forever. So I have four points that I'd like to um, suggest, submit to you. Number one, number one. The plan, there is a plan, and the plan is a desired bride, a desired bride. God created you and me, God created humans to be the bride of Christ, meaning throughout history, many people have said yes to this, yes, Lord. Also, many people have said no, but equally, we were all created with that longing for him. We were created to love him. We were created to actually be with him for all eternity. So, not only are we children of the living God, but we are the bride of Christ, designed to long for him. Why does this matter? Well, we could move on without this concept. Well, it matters because this is who you are. This is who I am. This is who we have been created to be. Now, in the Old Testament, there are many examples where God presents himself as the husband. All right? And his people as the wife. And always he has proven to be faithful. One of the songs today, you know, you will always be faithful. All right? You will never fail. I love that song. Because that's being God always. That's who he is. And that's who he will always be. Now, can we say the same thing about the wife, the bride, the church, the people of God? Mm. Not so much. Not so much. Because unfortunately, the wife or the bride or the church or the people of God loves the Lord but likes to have many idols, many other lovers. So, we present, or the Bible presents, the wife as a wife who is an adulterer. (laughs) For example, the book of Hosea. I love that book. It's a hard read. Why is it a hard read? Because it's a true read. It's like it just cuts to the core. The book of Hosea presents the prophet Hosea. And this is God telling Hosea, I want you to marry this woman, who by the way is a prostitute, who, by the way, is going to be unfaithful to you, but I want you to love her and, and just be righteous to her. Yeah. Guys, how would you like that? <laughs> we would think twice about it. Ladies, what would you think of marrying a Casanova man? Playboy, whatever. That's exactly what happens. And listen to what Hosea says. Hosea 2, verse, uh, verses 19 and 20. I will make you, and this, by the way, this is God talking to you and me today. All right? I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me. As the Lord. He is faithful. His love is constant. His forgiveness continues because He wants to prove to us, show to us, that He is our God. Amen. He is our Lord. And He has a perfect plan for us. There are other prophets. Jeremiah. My goodness. Read Jeremiah 2. Yikes. He presents an image of God's people as a formally loving bride who becomes, yet again, a prostitute chasing after other men who use an abuser. And God is faithful. Ezekiel. Ha! Read Ezekiel 16 and let's have a cup of coffee. Let's talk about that. He talks about the loving and generous love of God towards his people. Everything that God wants to do with people. Just to turn around and find the bride, the wife, the people. Going opposite direction. Once again, what is this thing about prostitution in the Bible? It says, going after. And not only she accepts payment for her prostitution, but she actually bribes and pays men to sleep with her. What up with that? (laughs) The problem is, unfortunately, sometimes we're not so far from that. As we like to keep many idols. Oh, don't we love our idols? Isaiah, many chapters, Isaiah is talking about how people were so unfaithful to the Lord. How the people just rejected God. Isaiah 54, 5. For your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's army, armies is his name. He is your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of Of all the earth. Earth. (laughs) He's talking to us today. But that was just the Old Testament. How about the New Testament? In the New Testament, there's so many references about it as well. All right, so this is through the Bible. I'm not just talking about a topic that you find on page who knows where in the Bible. This is throughout the Bible. So instead of giving up on his adulterous bride, the Lord decides to come. And Emmanuel comes in our midst. And that's what he does best. He restores our hearts. He forgives our deeds. He brings his love so we can respond equally in love. You know John the Baptist, right? What did he call himself? John 3, 29. He called himself a friend of the bridegroom. He's a friend. And he's talking, using this reference of bride and bridegroom and how he rejoices when he is in the presence of the bridegroom. Jesus himself used this terminology even before the Pharisees. He called himself the bridegroom. Matthew 9, 15. Do you know what the greatest desire, the greatest want that Jesus has? Do you know what what it is? And you would think, wait a minute, isn't Jesus God? Yes. Does he have a desire? Does he have something that lacks? No, he doesn't lack. It's just a desire that he has that burns his heart. Do you know what it is? You can answer here. You do? Okay. The answer is yeah. Do I dare ask what it is? Thank you, us, you and me. We are his greatest desire. You and me. John 17, 24, Father, this is Jesus talking to his Father. He says, I want, I desire these who you have given me to be with me where I am. And this is not where I am 2,000 years ago, walking the streets of Jerusalem. No, where I am, where I will be, where I was in eternity, I want these people, you. He wants me to be with him forever. What's wrong with this picture? That a perfect, righteous, loving God wants eternity with you and me. Married people here? Anybody? Married? Woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. yeah. yeah. Many woos. Woo. <laughs> At the beginning, oh my gosh. <laughs> honeymoon. You know? Love. She's perfect. He's perfect. Give it a couple of years. Maybe 10. 15, 20. How are you doing with that? I'm doing great because my wife is here. So I'm doing phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> But he is not just for a little bit. It's not just till death do us part. No. It's for eternity that he so much. Imagine the desire of a guy. Sometimes you and I have tremendous desires, right? Cold stone. Cheese. What is it? Cheese. Cheesecake? Shake. Have it. Wow that's nothing this is a desire from a deity and what's the top of the list is you and me forever the bible even refers to a bride in the context of the place where we're going to be the new jerusalem isaiah 62 4 and 5 says never again will you be called the forsaken city or the desolate land your new name will be the city of god's delight and the bride of God. There it is again. For the Lord delights. Yes. What, do you, what do you delight on? Any thoughts? What's your delight? Okay, we're not talking to the pastor. <laughs> That's fine. But the Lord delights in you. Yes. In me. Not in a... Even though Pastor Dan was talking about these fancy cars, I have no idea what those cars looked like. Oh, the car, the rusted, whatever. You know, I'm sure he delighted in those cars. No, the Lord doesn't delight in a vehicle. He delights in you and me. For the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. Your children will commit themselves to you, Jerusalem. Just as a young man commits himself to his bride... Then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. Do you think he wants to call us his bride? It's all over the scripture. Church, we serve, love, worship a God who is fully committed to us. In spite of us. Because I don't know how fully committed we are to one another. I am very committed to my wife. But how, how, you know? In spite of it, he's fully committed. So he's made a choice. It's an eternal choice. And that choice is you and me. However, it all rests on our choice. On our choice. Point two. The vision. There is a vision. There is a, a purpose. There is a goal, a plan. And I'm prepared Bright. Not that this is the goal, but there's a vision. There is something that is happening, and I'm prepared. Bright. Because he's given us everything he is, he wants it all back, including our emotions. Celebration. Most of you folks here are um, from America, whatever, but we have a problem in America. And the problem is, other cultures don't have this, this problem. They may have some other problems, but this is, I think, a problem that we have. And it is that all our emotions, all our affections, everything we feel, we filter that through here. And we want to rationalize everything. Do you know there are surveys for everything? Because everything we want to math- put a mathematic equation to it. When God says, no, 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 no. I am giving you all, even my emotions, and I want you to respond the same. So, for instance, a good picture of this. Can I take a picture of you guys? Because that's a good picture. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) We need to let go of it. We need to surrender. We need to show a little bit more passion. We need to let it go. Even here at church. One day it's going to happen. I don't care. (laughs) All right. Now, why emotions? It's not that because we have emotions, God has emotions. No, 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 no. It's completely the other way around. It's because he has emotions, we have emotions. We might as well use those emotions to say something. Now, there are two horrific passages in the Bible, at least two, where God says, I don't know my pride. I don't know them. One of them, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. And you know this, very familiar. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The one who does the will of my Father. Remember? Righteous acts, righteous deeds. It's not because of what we do. That we're saved. We know that, right? Because we're saved because of him, our faith in him. But what we do matters as we prepare ourselves to be the bride. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons. And in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Listen to this. Oh, yeah, because yesterday, no, not yesterday, a couple days ago, I asked somebody, do you love the Lord? And this person said, yes. And I said, why? And he gave me the churchy answer. Oh, because God loves us first. He loved us first. He loved me first. Now, that sounds beautiful, and it is true. But really, have you really, really tackled the question, why do I love God? So hear this. Yes. If you don't know why you love Jesus, or even if you love Jesus, you don't know him. If you, if you, Why do I? Do I even know him? You don't know him. If you do not know if he loves you, or even if, why, not if, but why he loves you, then he doesn't know you. Let me read this again. If you don't know why you love Jesus, or even if you, have, if you love Jesus, for that matter, then you don't know. And if you do not know if he loves you or why he loves you, then he doesn't know you. There is the story of the ten virgins. I don't have time to go in depth on it, but just allow me to read this. Matthew 25, verses 10 to 12. Bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. The other virgins also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. The Lord told me very specifically. In fact, he said, tell them, tell them that this story of the virgins is not for the end of times. It's not for the church that will witness the return of Jesus. Is not for generations to come. It's for you today. In fact, he said, it's for you tonight. Not that you're going to die tonight. But you have to be ready as as if you and I were. It is for you to, you have to be ready. We got to be ready today because we are the bride of Christ today. We're not going to become the bride. We are today. The bride of Christ right now is sitting here. So we need to have our lamps ready. A few years ago, the Lord gave me a vision. It was a very, very vivid vision, very clear. And in the vision, I saw a bride. In that vision, I saw a beautiful bride with a beautiful dress, wearing beautiful jewelry. Now, at the time, I, did not, I couldn't see the face. But I knew that was the bride of Christ. And I saw the bride of Christ, the church, you and I, getting ready, preparing herself and she was, you know, put in makeup and do- beautiful. But there's a problem. The problem that with the bride of ancient times and perhaps the bride of today. That we like to have different idols. That we are distracted. That there are many low-case, lower-case gods in our lives. And then the enemy... The enemy comes as what the enemy does. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And in my vision, I saw the image of the enemy completely destroying, ripping apart the preparedness of the bride. 1 Corinthians six nine to ten. Do you not know? That wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards. Nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And I saw how the Lord saw this bride, this bride that had made herself ready and looked at her and did not recognize her. point 3 they call a holy bride a holy bride 1 Corinthians 6:11 says some of you some of us were once like that but you were cleansed you were made holy You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Today, we're going to witness how the bride really is making herself ready. Today, we're going to have water baptisms. And I check the water. I continue checking the water. It's really warm. It's really good. And quite honestly, I think some of you who may not have the blessing of participating in water baptism maybe should consider even today to do so. Many of the excuses that I hear constantly is like, the, we're not ready. I don't feel like I'm ready to take the next step. But let me tell you this, nobody's ready. You will never be ready because the only one that gets you ready is the Lord and the Holy Spirit. So I would encourage you if you were not prepared to do water baptism today, it's okay. We do have some clothes that we can, you know, let you use, but participate. Let's commit fully to what God wants. At the end of last year, 2021, the Lord gave a word to the leadership of this church. And there were actually two words. He said, be holy and grow. Be holy and grow. And grow, yes, in numbers, but also grow deep in the Lord. And celebration, we have grown in numbers. We have had the blessing of the Lord, the favor of the Lord here in this congregation. The question is, are we holy? Are we holier than yesterday? Is celebration church a holy body? Is the Christ is the, the church, sorry of Christ worldwide a holy bride? Is the bride ready? One of the uh, biggest prophecies that God has for his church is found in Ephesians Ephesians 5 25 to 27. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. That's important. Through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. God continues to call his church. And this is not an easy message to receive. Because he may come across as condemnation. Yet it is not. For God wants us to see the reality of who we are today. But God never leaves us just like that. He always brings us back to him. He always gives us hope. We could end the message here and feel horrible, but that's not what God wants. He wants us, the bride, to be ready to be holy because there is a perfect plan for eternity for you and me. And he's the one who's going to do it. Yes, he wants us to participate, but we cannot do it on our own, right? We need the help of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is going to cleanse his church. He's going to wash the lukewarm state, the heaviness, heaviness that sometimes we feel, the fear that sometimes the church has, the boredom, you know, we're so bored, the dullness, the confusion, the lack of faith. All that is going to be completely cleansed by the word. How by the word? Well, by the word that is preached. By the word that we sing when we praise God. By the word of the testimony when we share that with one another. By the word that is actually read. Are you reading the word? By the word that is released through dreams and prophetic visions. He's doing that. His, you may say, but where? Come to prayer gathering on Monday nights. PG, we call it. Monday night, 6.30 to 8. You come and you will witness what God is doing in his church. The prophetic gifts that he is doing. The visions, the dreams. God cannot keep secrets. He tells. Secrets to his children. He cannot help himself. He loves us too much. You would be overwhelmed to see how much he wants to share. I am overwhelmed every day with the things that he shares with me. So, what he wants is for us to participate. Last point four, their response. Their response. A ready bride. A ready bride. Jesus desires you, and I don't mean you as a body, desires you personally, exclusively, and completely for Him. Well, that's interesting. They came in, now they're leaving. Thank you for the visit, they're coming back. <laughs> These are some of the uh, kids that are going to be participating in the water baptisms as the adults who are in the room. Probably they're saying, I need to be water baptized. So then you go talk to somebody. (laughs) But do you hear what I said? He desires you exclusively. He cannot share you with idols, with other gods with other things that completely catch our attention and drive us away and brings, bring us like a short-term hype. He is the God of eternity and his plan is forever, not just for a couple days. He will restore. He will do this. Jesus. He will restore the first Commitment of the church or to the church. What is that? Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Do you love him like that? I don't. I don't. I want to, but I don't. Because I know there is more room in my heart for him. I know there is more room in my mind, in my soul. I know there is still empty spaces that sometimes I choose to fill with whatever. But he gave it all. Absolutely all. He's not holding back areas here or areas there. No, I'm not just hold back until I No. He's given it all and continues to do so and he's inviting us to do the same thing a response to him abandonment complete abandonment or surrender to him completely he says i gave all now give me your all i love you with all my heart love me with all yours my bickle says abandonment is what the bridegroom message is all about. This is not about men wearing dresses or women hoping to find uh, the right person. No, has nothing to do with that. Has to do with the heart, has to do with our relationship with him, has to do with our intimacy with him, has to do with how much we want him. And it's not that he's a nice guy. because Oh, Jesus oh, Jesus is nice. Oh, the father, the Old Testament. <laughs> but Jesus, <laughs> oh, he's cool. Go sin. Nothing happens. And he's after you. Even in the midst of your sin. He's, come on, child. Come back to me. Come back to me. Let me love you. Let me show you what love truly is. Don't settle for stupid love here on earth. Did you really consider that God wants you, but truly in spite of you or me? I mean, he knows us, right? He knows us. And in spite of that, he says yes. I wonder how many of you would truly know me and say, yeah, I want to spend time, in fact, eternity with this guy. He knows. So, a God that is like that for me, why not give it all for him? What's better out there? How can a God, a God that is God, I mean, we cannot go beyond that, says, yes, but everything I do, I do it for you. Revelation twenty-two, seventeen: the spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who's thirsty come. One day, I always say this, I don't know, you know if pastor would ever invite me again, because whatever. <laughs> but maybe one day I just should talk about this. This should be the message. This verse alone. Because in this verse, there's so much. Everything's involved. God, the Holy Spirit, the Son, you. The church is going to mature. You understand that? The church is not going to be this, you know, Sunday mornings. let's better be. And early. (laughs) While I get there late. That's not going to be the church. And I don't mean the church service here. I mean the church. 24-7. We're not going to be this, oh, how boring. We got to pray, really? Pray is boring. Of course praying is boring. If you pray to nobody, if you don't hear from anybody, it's boring. In fact, it's a waste of time. I'm the prayer pastor here. I'm telling you, it's a waste of time. Why? Because when you realize who you're talking to and that he listens, When you, mm, and hear from him, your life changes. You're no longer thinking or talking or believing on a dead God. But the living, word of God, who's so involved, who wants to be. Four things. And with this, I'm coming to to the end. Are you okay? Sounds like a sympathy clap. That's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Number one, the church will be empowered by the spirit, fully empowered by the spirit. Not like, okay, today we have a Holy Spirit service, but the rest of the Sundays is a different thing. No. Or, okay, now we're going to, it's time for the Holy Spirit. Uh, Because before it wasn't. No, no, no. Completely empowered by, are you empowered by the Holy Spirit 24 7? I wish I was. Those who say amen, my hat goes off. (laughs) Engage in intercession. Here's the prayer thing again. Are we participating in, first of all, individual prayer? Are we participating in corporate prayer? I cannot go there Monday nights because I'm just tired. Okay, so come Tuesday mornings. I have to go to work. All right, but well then create your own group. Invite me. I'm actual. Let's pray. We gotta get, we need to intercede. Do you, okay, how is America doing? Do you think we need some intercession for our country? Perhaps. How is the school doing? Our uh, school district. How are they doing? Let's not forget America. Let's talk about our school where we send our kids. How is it going? How's your house doing? (laughs) Three, established in the bridal identity. We need to understand that we are just not children, but a bride. We are a bride and we need to embrace that and rejoice in that. And number four, effective in the harvest. Effective in the harvest. No longer the church will be a bubble. Oh, we go to our bubble. Because we like our bubble. Do you, do you understand how holy you guys are? And I am on Sunday mornings. There's nothing more holy than that. You're, you're, hopefully you're not having evil thoughts. You're trying to understand this accent or whatever. But then you're committed. That's but how effective are we this, son, this Wednesday We're going to make 400 sandwiches. How exciting is that? Really? You think it's exciting? It is exciting. Not because of the sandwiches. But because of what we're going to do. We need to be a church that goes out. Breaks the walls and just touches the neighbor. A little bit. With some sandwiches. Something. You guys are going to be here Wednesday night. You guys are gonna be here. What's the night? Yes. All right. It's gonna go very quickly. 400. There's 400 people. <laughs> What's hundred per person? Okay. <laughs> you guys, me. Are we ready? Should the Lord call us tonight to His presence? Should the Lord call you His bride to His presence? Are we ready? I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't know if I'm ready. No, I'm not going to fall. Don't worry. Yes, I know I'm saved. But am I ready? Do I have the righteous acts that are required or asked of the bride? Sometimes. When I'm not tired. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Are you invited? Are you invited? Is anybody here invited? Let me tell you this. Everyone's invited. Are you going to come? Everyone's invited. Are you saying yes to Jesus? Here's how we're going to close and then we're going to go into a time of water baptisms. It's going to be phenomenal. Because this is a representation of what the bride does. One of the steps. But I think we need to spend maybe two or three minutes in prayer. And because we're going to have, uh, you know, people coming, we're not going to come to the altar. But right there, from where you are. If you want. You may remain seated. You can stand up or whatever. But how about if we Come before the Lord and ask him. He knows. Lord, are we ready? Not that are we invited. Of course we're invited. He's inviting you. But are we ready? So if you need a, a, a time of recommitment to the Lord, if you need a time of repentance, if you need a time of washing off some of the stuff, I would invite you to stand up. And we need to be brave. All right. It's not like okay. Don't look. Don't. Nobody looks. No. Everyone look. And if you don't want to, I'm standing. Okay. If I had a chair, I'd be standing. So, Father, I, I I come to you. I come to you on my own behalf, on behalf of my brothers and sisters, on behalf of your bride. Father, forgive us. Forgive us because we have not fully understood what you mean by that love that you have demonstrated. And we may not have understood what you are asking of us. But Father, today, in our weakness, in our failing love, in our uncommitted heart, we want to say yes to you. As broken as we are, we want to say yes to you. We want to be that bright. We want to be taking part of that great supper, the the wedding of the Lamb. Not because we just want to be there, but because today we want you in our lives and we in your life, in who you are. Father, today we say to the enemy, no more, no more. We're tired of fighting him, we're frustrated of fighting one another. We're sick of the hate, the pointing fingers, the believing we're better. Father, today, just look at us. Your broken bride, I made us whole. It is in your heart, it's your desire, and you will do it. You will do it for us, you will do it in us. But I ask you specifically, Father, Yes, for the church of Christ around the world, but more specifically, for this church, for Celebration Church, for my church family, for my brothers and sisters, for the ones that make up my spiritual family, for the ones that are going to be with me in eternity, because we believe in you, because we have placed our faith in you, because we are a bride that wants to please you and love you, even though we don't know. Spirit, help us, teach us, guide us, Moving us. We were singing, there will be room. We're going to make room in our lives. Yes, we're making room for you, Holy Spirit. To move. To stop playing games. To really dress ourselves with acts of righteousness. So you can call us home whenever that is. And we just participate joyfully for all eternity. In being your bride. In that tremendous wedding of the Lamb that you have invited us to be a part of. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. We hope that you learned something from this message and are able to apply it to your life. If you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or for the 10th time, please reach out to us on Facebook. Or email us at info at celebrationchurch.net. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week.